All right, welcome everybody. Another episode of the Crushcast. Today we have Sarah Ogle. Today is March 2nd. So it's 50 weeks into a COVID-19 world. And one day after Sarah was promoted to become an EVP in Austin, Texas, her home branch. Sarah, welcome and congratulations. Thank you so much. So how does it feel? It feels amazing. Uh, just thinking, you know, back to starting my career here, really, 13 years ago, I would have never guessed that I would be an EVP in Texas, um, in Equitable, and it is so exciting. And I'm just so grateful to, like, the mentors who have poured into me and helped me get to this point so far and look forward to continue to grow. This was a big move for you and your family. I know that you have young children. And so 13 months ago, you made the move to Austin. Then of course the world changed. And now this promotion, what an amazing outcome. I wonder if we could for a moment reflect on last year, both personally and professionally, what could you share about agility and how you had to adapt? Oh, definitely. Uh, what a year last year. You know, we moved to Austin in February and I was four weeks in to managing the branches SVP in Austin. And I remember standing up in front of the branch about this time last year saying, okay, everybody get your stuff. We're going to work from home for two, two weeks, maybe four weeks, and then we'll be back. Right. And then that turned into, you know, so much longer than any of us thought. And um, I remember going through a lot of different phases during that time, both personally and professionally. You know, the family, we had just moved to Austin, so we didn't really know a lot of the community. And then we were inside um, in our apartment, actually, while our house was being built. And um, it, was, it was a big change, learning how to, you know, move to a new city, to first be a great mom and then also be the leader that I needed to be for our managers in the branch, but then also our advisors. And I remember thinking, let's just do whatever it takes, right, to get through this. And uh, then it lasted longer. And then we said, okay, how can we pivot so that we're not just getting through it, but to where we're really capitalizing on the opportunity that is presenting itself. So we started focusing more on that. And then, you know, at the end of the year, we ended up, you know, keeping a lot of advisors. We ended up uh, helping them grow in their career. And I ended up being able to spend more time with my family and kids. So it sounds like you made a mindset shift. Like everyone, when it was early March of 2020, we didn't know the duration. We didn't know the magnitude of the impact. And it sounded like the first thing you did was make a mental shift where you're not going to just get by, but you're going to thrive. So now we find ourselves with our fingers crossed for a vaccine that will be effective, but still looking forward to uncertainty. What's your mindset now in 2021 for the days ahead? Yeah, so I really, I think that last year really prepared us to have an amazing year this year in 2021. 
what I think going into this year is that we're capable of accomplishing anything really that we set our mind to and that 2020 prepared us and trained us for that. And I think that we, what's really neat that I think in 2021 and beyond is that we get to define what the future looks like, not just like professionally in our careers, but we get to define what the future looks like from, you know, a personal standpoint, individually with our families, with health, with, um, from a culture standpoint, I think as well. And from, you know, a work standpoint. And that's what's exciting because I just think that the opportunities that we can capture are, are really limitless. Do you have some keeper adjustments, some adjustments that you made last year that probably you wouldn't have made if it wasn't for the pandemic that now that you're doing it, you're going to keep doing this, whether that's personal or professional? Yeah, both. So um, some adjustments that I made personal, I'm spending a lot more intentional time with my kids and with my husband. And that's been amazing. So I get to eat breakfast with them. Um, and a lot of that started because I wasn't commuting as much, not as much drive time. And now in this new environment, even though we're still going back into, or in Texas anyway, we're going back into the office a couple days a week, I still have days that I am enjoying breakfast with the family, that I, you know, go for walks with the kids and our dog and my husband and just spending more of that quality time together. And so I'm definitely going to keep doing that uh, because we can work, work around it. And then professionally, some of the things that we did in our branch to even bring people more together in the culture virtually, like having our call session wrap-ups together, um, creating fun ways to get together, even if it's virtually, we're going to continue to do all of those things because I think that those really helped, you know, bring people together, even in a virtual world. How old are your children? Dylan is three and Kason is 18 months. Wow. Okay. So that, <laughs> that just puts things in perspective. You go 13 months ago, new city, new home under construction. Here comes the global pandemic. That is the ultimate in terms of juggling. From a parenting standpoint, in terms of keeping it all together and managing the juggle, what are your big takeaways? For the people yes. that are listening to this that have young kids that are like, I am at the end of my wits. Do you have any things that help you keep it together? You know, um, it's, it's so imperfect. And what I think I had to realize is that that's okay. That, you know, we can just do the best that we can do with the moments that we have. So my, my word of the year was moments. And so I just tried to in, stop to enjoy the moments as they came and to be very present and purposeful with those moments. Um, and, you know, having help along the way. So my husband in our transition was a huge help with the kids. And, um, I know that I couldn't have done everything that I did both personally and professionally if I didn't have, you know, his support as well, but just being really intentional with the time that I did have with the family, um, and appreciating those moments. The phrase focusing on being present, I don't know if I've ever heard it more than within the last year. 
And I think so many people were facing their level of anxiety that many people have discovered this. For you, being present, is there a method behind that? If you're, if there's somebody listening and they're like, okay, I want that, but I'm not sure how to do that. What's your process to get yourself to be present rather than concerned about the past or scared of the future? Yes. So I, I would say a method behind that is trying to eliminate as many distractions as possible. I ended up making very regimented start times for work and end times for work so that while I was at work, I could be incredibly focused and present during those times, during those meetings. But then also when I turned that off, that I could be very present with my family and with my kids. And I would, whenever I ended work for the day, I would go put my cell phone on the charger. And everybody knew that in the branch that um, it was in the other room. And so that was my time with family. Now, after the kids went to bed, I would check to see if there were any emergencies, but a lot of times there weren't and that was okay. And it could wait until tomorrow. Yeah, this turning it off is harder when you're working remote. You know, when you're leaving the office that at least you're driving away and there was this physical process of commuting when when commuting is now walking down the hall, that's less of a separator, but having a specific time to be done and then detethering from your device. I think those are good recommendations. All right, if you're coaching an advisor and you're sharing thoughts about how they can make this their most effective year in business, what advice would you give them? Yes, first, Focus on you. Like if you can get your mind right, and there are so many tools out there, then um, you're like already winning the majority of the battle. You know, show up as your best self, right? So take care of yourself first. Then let's make sure that we're planning out your time so that you can prioritize your time the most effective way possible to make sure that, you know, you're winning every day. And by doing that, what it takes is either setting meetings, like trying to get in front of people or running meetings, being in front of people. And if you're winning every day by doing that and, you know, being your best self there, you're definitely going to, you know, have, have success in this career and build it for the long term. And just keep in mind too, that the first thing, you know, that, that motivates, I think all of us is that we want to help people and people need what we do. Yeah. Well, there was a lot there. Uh, get you right, get your time right. And then it's really just focusing on doing the best you can for the day. All right. A great discussion. Great advice. Congratulations to the newest EVP in the country for equitable Sarah Ogle. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.